Today's a kind of rerun episode. Wait, 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 wait. Keep listening. Keep listening because it's totally relevant this week and there's important news at the end. Over the summer, we aired an episode on what would happen if President Joe Biden nominated Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti to become the U.S. ambassador to India. Well, Garcetti's Senate confirmation hearing is this week. So we're bringing back that episode, back when Garcetti's nomination wasn't official yet, and people from Kolkata to Calexico were saying then, just like now, him? I'm Gustavo Ariano. You're listening to The Times, daily news from the LA Times. It's Monday, December 13th, 2021. If Garcetti does become U.S. ambassador to India, it'll also be a thank you of sorts for him, an early Biden supporter in Southern California. So today, we'll try to answer two simple questions. How can someone with little foreign policy experience possibly be qualified to serve as an ambassador to the world's largest democracy? Or does governing a city as unwieldy and huge as Los Angeles actually make Garcetti the perfect candidate? Steve Lopez, my fellow columnist at the LA Times, has covered Eric Garcetti since he was a rookie council member 20 years ago. Steve says it's not like Garcetti doesn't have credentials or a lack of ambition. He's an actor. He's a jazz pianist. He speaks Spanish. He's Jewish. He's Mexican. He went to Harvard Westlake. I always had the feeling from the time he had his first bowl of Wheaties, he wanted to be president of the United States. Steve is among those who remain pretty bullish on the possibility of a Garcetti ambassadorship, and we'll hear more from him a little later in the show. Dinesh Lakhanpal, on the other hand, he's more skeptical. But if he tried to behave, I'm from United States, like dictator and this and that, I'm higher than you, they won't accept him. <laughs> we won't accept him here. <laughs> Lakhanpal is a small business owner in the San Fernando Valley region of Los Angeles and a former city council candidate. The native of Northern India also helped establish a Hindu temple and an Indian cultural center in Southern California. Lakhanpal likes Garcetti, but isn't so sure that he's the right man for the job. One thing he really wanted to emphasize was the challenge India poses to anyone given the country's rich but complex overlap of languages, faiths, and cultures. Too many different languages. Every 10 miles, the language changes, but majorities are Hindus there. And then we have other religions like Sikhs, like Christians, Muslims, everybody's there. Population over 1 billion, most 1.3, I think now. Although I think it's funny the way you describe India as a place where the language changes every 10 miles and you have different communities. That sounds like Los Angeles to me. Uh, you can say yes, but on the other hand, India has a different culture, different way of thinking. So when you heard then the rumors that L.A. Mayor Eric Garcetti might become a, the U.S. ambassador to India, what was your reaction? We live in San Fernando Valley. And talking to other organizations, Indian organizations, what I found out is he was invited many times to different functions and all that. And he never showed up. But on the other hand, I heard is he's very friendly, very, very intelligent. And he can be very helpful to Indians living here. And uh, he should show up once in a while in our functions. Sorry to say that, but that's the truth. 
So you're saying Garcetti's relationship to Southern California's Indian community has not really been uh, the best of relationships. Do you think Garcetti would be a good choice then to be American ambassador to India? India will welcome him because most of the Indians in India, they don't know his background. But then it depends upon him how he handles there. The culture changes from village to village, from town to town. It's, it's a very complex thing to understand. What do you think Arsetti then needs to do to be able to, more than just being embraced, but be celebrated by an Indian leaders who say, hey, this is such a great ambassador to the United States? First thing is uh, to observe them. What are their needs? How they talk? See, even the way they talk English, in English, they speak English, is different than here. Sometimes it seems like it's a very dominating English, but in their eyes, it's not. Mahatma Gandhi one time said, to understand India, you have to be in India. So that's the view I'm expressing for Mr. Garcetti, that when he will be there, he will try to understand what India is, what Indians are. If he's a very polite guy, logical guy, guy who can convince and convey his message the way it should be, will be very successful. Yeah, you're saying then he has to be out there, like travel all around the country. He can't just be in you know, New Delhi and just the big cities then. New Delhi is a place where he's going to live. But New Delhi is not the real image of India. So he has to pick a few good cities over there, and he will understand from that. All depends on his abilities to understand and cope with that and how to handle them. But main thing is, to deal with Indians, you have to be at their level. You have to understand before you open your mouth. Dinesh, what would you suggest Eric Garcetti first do to learn about India when and if he does become ambassador? The well, first thing he had to do is uh, look at who are the prominent people over there, try to sit down with him, talk to them, take their ideas, observe it, and then give his suggestion and go from there. Come up with what kind of problems India has and how United States can be helpful for that. That should be the starting point. His personality, his way of talking, his way of behaving over there. So that will make a big difference. So that means mouth shut and listen more. <laughs> I adopted this principle throughout my life. And believe me, if you come to this side, people love me. <laughs> Dinesh Lakhampal is an LA businessman and one-time city council candidate. Coming up, more from LA Times columnist Steve Lopez on the potential appointment of Eric Garcetti as ambassador to India. Steve Lopez is my fellow columnist at the LA Times, and few people at the paper have praised and pilloried Garcetti more than him. He joins me now to talk about the mayor's possible appointment to the U.S. ambassadorship to India. Welcome to the Times, Steve. It's good to be here, and I don't know, is it going to happen? Everybody's saying yes. For people who don't know LA politics, Steve, what's Garcetti's story? Beyond just his political career, which began 20 years ago when he was a you know, elected to the LA City Council. Think about the other things. I mean, he's an actor, he's a jazz pianist, he speaks Spanish, he's Jewish, 
He's Mexican. He went to Harvard Westlake. He's a Rhodes Scholar, London School of Economics. I always had the feeling from the time he had his first bowl of Wheaties, he wanted to be president of the United States. And he's been on that track ever since. And, you know, his name comes up whenever there's talk about who's the next governor, who's the next U.S. senator. And so now this comes up. And, and Gustavo, I think it's Eric being on that same track. It's rounding out that resume so that he's got some international under his belt. I don't think he's done aspiring to higher office, and this could help. How do you think he's done as mayor of Los Angeles? I think it's fair to say that Garcetti has done more than any elected official ever on homelessness and that the problem is bigger than it's ever been on his watch. So people forget some things that he did do. Um, Earthquake preparedness initiative. We got a, a big minimum wage increase. He supported that transportation measure that's going to pump billions into projects for years to come. The sustainable city plan, the Green New Deal, water conservation and reclamation. So there's a lot of positives. But I think he's going to be seen as the guy who left with tent cities and campments all over L.A. And that's going to be, for a lot of people, what they remember him by. All of this you mentioned, environmentalism, homelessness, earthquake preparedness, minimum wage. In your mind, how does any of this translate to be an ambassador, but a country as huge and geopolitically important as India? One guy I talked to was a fellow by the name of Jim Bruno, who is an author and formerly worked in the Foreign Service in various countries. And he wrote a book called Foreign Circus, which was a play on foreign service. And the book was an argument about all of the clowns and political hacks who get appointed to ambassadorships, as you suggested, Gustavo, as a thank you. Um, you know, either they have some celebrity or they were uh, big supporters. More often than not, they're big campaign donors. These are people with a lot of money to throw around. There have been some really crazy picks. I mean, Trump sent Carla Sands, who was a socialite and a chiropractor to Denmark. He sent a dermatologist to Iceland, where the, where the knucklehead was caught carrying a gun. And Obama, you know, had a, a, a pretty weak record himself. He appointed a soap opera producer as ambassador to Hungary, and his appointment to Norway was a hotel magnate. So there is a long history of a lot of clowns and hacks. But, you know, he's worked in embassies, and he's seen what is required of the guy who is the ambassador and serves essentially as a CEO. So, you know, at first glance, it looks like it's kind of crazy. Yeah, just a sad roster of what you called clowns who ended up becoming ambassadors. And whenever I think about local ambassadors in Southern California, the guy that comes to my mind is down here in Orange County, where I'm from, George Ardros. He's this billionaire developer. He became the ambassador to Spain in the George W. Bush era, right up in the lead into the Iraq war. And the only real diplomatic anything that Ardros did to get that seat was give millions of dollars to the GOP. But you made the argument that, well, Garcetti, whether you like him or not, he has a lot of experience running a big enterprise in the sense of the city of Los Angeles. So maybe that selection of Garcetti as sort of someone who has experience running something is a step up from the usual candidates who become ambassadors. He would not be a clown or a hack. Now, I can't tell you whether he'll do a very good job. I mean, in some ways, uh, U.S.-India relations are a bit strained right now. 
Um, and then there's always the matter of India dealing with tensions around its relationship with uh, Pakistan and Kashmir. I don't know how big a player um, Eric would be on that, but there's one more thing to consider here, Gustavo. Garcetti uh, would be working for an administration that includes a vice president who is from California, so he's got a relationship with her, and as somebody who um, is of Indian descent, Kamala Harris, he may be uh, somebody that uh, Indian officials really want to engage because they know he's got the ear of, um, if not Joe Biden, then Kamala Harris. So in some ways, this this kind of makes sense. Do you think the public has caught any of those nuances that you've been talking about with Garcetti? No, I think people tend to see things in black and white. And because I write a lot about homelessness, I hear constantly, constantly, constantly from people who um, have nothing good to say about Eric. Um, you know, so I, I think a lot of people will roll their eyes and think that this is just a political appointment and may have a problem with Garcetti leaving leaving early. But the other thing is those things that are outstanding, that are not done, you know, the job's not finished yet. Affordable housing and homelessness, if you lump those things together, he ain't going to get that fixed in the next year and a half if he decides to stay. So it may be that this is a solid offer, that um, it's time to go and um, and he'll be gone. If Garcetti does leave, Council President Nuri Martinez would become acting mayor until the city council decides whether they want to hold a special election or probably they'll just install a temporary mayor because next year is going to be the 2022 general election and you'd have to pick a new mayor. So do you think Eric Garcetti, if he's offered this ambassadorship, he would take it? Um, now that I've learned a little bit more about what the job involves and knowing that Eric is always working on his resume, I think he's going to jump at it. And I think that it could be a smart move in the long run. The other thing, Gustavo, is it's kind of time for new leadership in L.A., you know? Let's see if somebody else can get done the things that uh, Garcetti could not get done. So I'm ready to see things shaken up. Thank you so much for this interview, Steve. Hey, thank you. And finally, some sad news. Just yesterday, Mexican music icon Vicente Fernandez died at age 81. Later this week, we'll have an episode devoted to his life and songs and his importance to Mexican-Americans and Mexicans in the United States and other fans as well, of course. For now, our más sentido pésame to the Fernandez family, our thoughts and prayers. And that's it for this episode of The Times, daily news from the LA Times. Our show is produced by Shannon Lynn, Denise Guerra, Kasha Brasalian, and Melissa Kaplan. Our engineer is Mario Diaz. Our editor is Lauren Rabb. Our executive producers are Hasmin Aguilera and Shawnee Hilton. And our theme music is by Andrew Eepin. Special thanks to Abby Fentress Swanson and Stephen A. Cuevas. Like what you're listening to? Then make sure to follow The Times on whatever platform you use. Don't make us the Puccia Podcasts. I'm Gustavo Ariano. We'll be back tomorrow with all the news and desmadre. Gracias. Gracias.